0: Welcome back to the Youth Bible of One Year, day 167. Today's title is Following and Not Opposing God. We're given the Spirit of God to empower us to obey the Word of God. So how do we follow His Word and how do we live as He wants us to live and not oppose God? So let's find out from our Bible passages for today.
1: I remember so well the time when Alpha started in the Catholic Church. Bishop Ambrose of Newcastle and Hexham. Heard what was happening with Alpha in some of the Anglican churches. He became interested and wanted to find out more. However, he did not want to let us know he was interested, so he sent two Catholic priests to a London Alpha conference in disguise. They went back to their parishes and started running Alpha to great success. As a result of that, Cardinal Hume invited us to hold a conference for Catholics at Westminster Cathedral. The place was packed out with 450 Catholic priests. And laity. A few people were very critical of us doing a conference for Catholics. One or two churches even threatened to stop running Alpha if we went ahead with the conference. With hindsight, it seems quite extraordinary that anybody could object, but at the time it was of some concern. On the first night of the conference, there was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit and singing in tongues like we'd never heard before. I went home that night and read the passage for today. If God gave them the same Spirit as he gave us, who was I to think that I could oppose God? It was the same Holy Spirit who was poured out on them as on us. I realized that if we did not continue to work together, I would be opposing God. The most foolish thing that any human being can do is to oppose God. Jesus was opposed. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. Contrastingly, the most wonderful privilege any human being can have is to be a follower of Jesus of Nazareth, whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit and power.
2: From Psalm 74 But God is my King from
0: long ago. He brings salvation on the earth. It was you who split open the sea by your power. You broke the heads of the monster in the waters. It was you who opened up springs and streams. You dried up the ever-flowing rivers. The day is yours, and yours also the night. You established the sun and moon. It was you who set all the boundaries of the earth. You made both summer and winter.
1: The Power of God When you are facing opposition, it's good to remember the power of God. The psalmist is faced by enemies who are reviling God's name. He recalls the power of God, first in his own life and then over all of creation. These verses draw on the rich mythology of the ancient Near East. Creation was seen as a victory of the gods over the forces of chaos and destruction, often represented by the raging sea and the monster, also called Leviathan. The sun and moon were worshipped as gods, yet in this psalm the writer sweeps aside those myths and declares that it was God who created and established the world, bringing order out of nothing and establishing the sun and moon. There is always a temptation to make other things more important than your relationship with God. Devotion to other gods was one of the key temptations and weaknesses of God's people in the Old Testament. This psalm reminds us of who God is and why it would be foolish to oppose God by going after other gods. Lord, thank you that you are the one true God who brings salvation upon the earth. Help me to resist the temptation to make anything else more important than you in my life.
2: New Testament from Acts 10 and 11
0: I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered. Three days ago I was in my house, praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send a jopper for Simon, who is called Peter. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have. The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You entered into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them, the whole story as i began to speak the holy spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning so if god gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the lord jesus christ who was i to think that i could stand in god's way when they heard this they had no further objections and praised god saying so then even to gentiles god has granted
2: repentance that leads to life the
1: spirit of god the holy spirit led peter through a vision to the house of cornelius when he got there he discovered that god had also spoken to cornelius through another vision on hearing this peter fairly exploded with his good news the good news of peace through jesus christ who is lord of all the greek word for peace takes on the meaning of the hebrew word shalom It means far more than an absence of hostility. It means completeness, soundness, well-being, every kind of blessing and good. It means harmony and concord between people. It means spiritual well-being, living under the favor of God. The good news is that you have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus' death on the cross reconciled you to God. He made peace and you have received that peace As a gift, you too should be a peacemaker as you seek to lead others to peace with God and as you bring peace into your home, place of work, church, community and nation. Peter goes on to speak about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. He told them about the cross and the resurrection, about faith and the forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still proclaiming the good news about Jesus, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The believing Jews who'd come with Peter couldn't believe it, couldn't believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on outsider non-Jews. They knew that this was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because what had happened to the apostles on the day of Pentecost was now happening to this group, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Peter's response was, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have. News traveled fast. The Jewish believers were worried that rubbing shoulders with these non-Jews would ruin their good name. Those who had not been there at the time criticized him. But Peter explains. He tells the story of how he was led by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit told me. He goes on, As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he'd come on us at the beginning. So, if God gave them the same spirit as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could oppose God? Hearing it all laid out like this, they quieted down. And then, as it sank in, they started praising God. It's really happened. God has broken through to the other nations, opened them up to life. Peter's explanation was the answer to the criticism. Sometimes when you're criticized, the answer is simply to give an explanation. Lord, thank you that we see the same gift of the Holy Spirit given to all who believe in you, regardless of what part of the church or denomination they come from. May we never be found opposing you, but rather following the guidance of your Holy Spirit. Old Testament from 1 Kings 1 and 2
0: King David said, Call in Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada. When they came before the king, he said to them, Take your lord's servants with you, and put Solomon my son on my own mule, and take him down to Gehon. There shall Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel. When the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon his son. I am about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him, and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations, as written in the law of Moses. Do this, so that you may prosper in all
1: you do, and wherever you go. The Anointing of God Solomon was God's anointed successor for David. Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anointed him king over Israel. Adonijah made the mistake of trying to set himself up as king without reference to God. He put himself forward and said, I'll be king. It's a foolish thing to ignore God. And in this case, it actually meant opposing God's plans for Solomon. He did not succeed. David gave this charge to his anointed successor. I'm about to go the way of all the earth, but you be strong. Show what you're made of. Do what God tells you. Walk in the paths he shows you. Follow the life map absolutely. Keep an eye out for the signposts. His course for life set out in the revelation to Moses. Then you'll get on well in whatever you do and wherever you go. David's words are a great reminder to us. God's anointing of all believers with the Holy Spirit does not negate your need to obey God's word. Obedience of God's word must accompany God's anointing. You are given the Spirit of God to empower you to obey the word of God. Neither David nor Solomon nor any other king of Israel was able to keep God's decrees and commands perfectly. It is only Jesus, the final Davidic king, who is the fully obedient, eternal, anointed king. He is the one who does walk faithfully before God with all his heart and soul. The Book of Kings is, as Eugene Peterson puts it, a relentless exposition of failure. Yet, God continues to work out his sovereign purposes, often silently and hidden. God's sovereignty is never cancelled out, even by deeply sin-flawed leaders' kings. This means that you can trust his sovereignty in your life, your church, and your culture. Lord, help me. To follow Jesus, whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. As I face opposition and enemies, I need the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit. Help me never to find myself in the position of opposing God. Help me to be strong and to walk in your ways and to walk faithfully before you with all my heart and soul.
2: Pepper adds, In 1 Kings, chapter 1, we
1: read, When King David was old and well advanced in years, he could not keep warm, even when they put covers over him. So his servants said to him,
2: Let us look for a young virgin to attend the king and take care of him. She can lie beside him, so that our lord the king may keep warm. I have a lot of sympathy for King David. I feel the cold terribly, but I'm not sure about the solution for him. I think I'd rather have a hot water bottle. Let's pray. Lord, help me to follow you. Help me to obey your commands. Let's lay at the foot of the cross now, any way in which we have not followed God. Let's say sorry and apologize to God for where we've fallen short. Lord, thank you that you make up the difference. Thank you that you cleanse me
0: and anoint me by the blood of Jesus. Thank you that I don't have to be perfect because you make me perfect.
2: Fill me with your spirit today to strive to follow your word. I pray all these things.